This is Nobody Likes Casey McLean, with your host, the one and only person who thinks this podcast should exist, Casey McLean. This is the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast, and this is Casey McLean. I guess that's not a bad way to start it. Almost 30 episodes in, and I'm not happy with any way that I've ever started this podcast. Uh, Today's guests are Gabriel Rutledge and Josh Firestein, two very good friends of mine, two of my best friends in comedy. And uh, we recorded this podcast. This is, this is, it's so crazy to think this. If you'd have told me this a year ago, uh, I would have thought you were insane. But I'm almost 30 episodes into this podcast, and this is the first conversation that happened in person. Uh, Tacoma Comedy Club, my home club, is doing private shows. Josh and I were on a private show, and I thought it was a... So I was going to do a podcast with Gabe anyway. He's been on a couple times. I love talking to him. But I found out that Josh was going to be on the show, and Josh just released his first comedy album. It's called, needless to say, it's named after a bit, obviously. And I mean, Josh is just a great comic. He's uh he's a guy that started right around the time I started. And he is a guy that's, um, you know, he's, he's setting the pace for my class. He's one of the guys setting the pace for my class of comics in this area. And it's a, it's a, it's a very good album. I did a lot of stuff for Gabe's most recent album, Good Luck in Court. That was what the first episode of this podcast was about, was about Gabe's album. I did very little with Josh's, but I did. we did talk a lot while he was editing and mixing and all that stuff. I sent a, a couple pieces of equipment to uh, with him. He recorded it in Oklahoma City. So go check that out, by the way, if you if you will. Uh, find Josh on, on social media at Josh underscore Firestein. Gabe is at Gabe Rutledge. I'm at the Casey McLean. Check us all out, but check out these two albums specifically. Go check out Josh's needless to say Gabe's most recent album. Good luck in court also available. It's so fun to have been doing live shows. It was, I mean, it's, I've said this on the podcast before, but like early into our quarantine and I didn't realize it was early at the time we had we switched internet providers to CenturyLink I'm not a friendly guy to strangers and I when the CenturyLink guy came over we talked like we were old high school friends so any opportunity to talk to a friend on these podcasts is it alleviates the horrors and the boredom and the uh, stress and anxiety of this pandemic. And then to do it in person, by the way, we were socially distanced. We were in a green room, a place with high ceilings, good ventilation, etc. These private shows, it's a maximum of six people all from the same household they're like 15 feet away from the stage. Each comic uses their own microphone. Like 
all precautions being taken. Everyone wears a mask except for when they're eating and drinking or on stage. And yeah, so we were safe. I mean, we were safe as you can be in that circumstance, right? Like people are out doing comedy on the road. We were at least six feet apart in a green room and it was fun. I had a fucking blast talking to these two guys. It was so fun. I can't get over how much depression washed off of me after doing, I did three shows, three private shows. Only one of them went great, by the way. The first show, it was like five very drunk, early 30s white guys. The second show I did was the late show that night. And it was three absolutely perfect audience members. They're paying attention. They're laughing at the right spots. I asked a question and they knew the club rules. They were like, oh no, we can't talk. We know the club rules. And I'm like, lady, you own this place tonight. Answer my question. Like you're allowed to answer my question. Yeah, it was just fun. It was so fun. Uh, Check that out, by the way. Tacoma and Spokane Comedy Club, you can... It's 200 bucks, which sounds like a lot. I understand that the club is making, I guarantee you the club isn't even breaking even on it. They just want comedy to to exist. And so, yeah, go check that out. It's a, a unique once in a lifetime experience to be able to basically to rent out an entire club for 200 bucks. That's insane. All right. Please enjoy this podcast. I'm not going to do an outro on this one either. Uh, I'm tired. It was uh, an eventful week, a fun weekend, and uh, maybe I'm just done doing outros on these. That's fine. All right. Please enjoy Josh Firestein and Gabriel Rutledge. All right, um, we, we when when we uh, left off, you were ta- talking about how you guys both learned everything you know from me. Oh, jeez. Yeah, but I don't want to yeah. talk about that now. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? that, was, that was a moment that came and went, Casey. Let's get into Casey's That's narcissism real quick. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> this should I, I should lay on the couch and just have like a. Like, oh, by the way, I'm gonna unplug this fucking machine. That's I, good ambient you can, you background. Good for the, the high pod. High score's gonna go away. Oh, dude, I'm sure. Wait, my high score is gonna go away, but that's fine. I'd Jesus love to reset Christ. it again. Well, you're the only comedian who works here, Josh, so I don't really, <laughs> really think that's that impressive. Yeah, it's a loose comedian. But, yeah, uh, when did you get that high score? April? <laughs> Last year. <laughs> that's funny that the high score goes away because I unplug that thing every single time I'm in here. Before does, the headliner yeah. gets in here, I'm does like... Does it save it? No, it doesn't. I don't think it's so. I don't, oh, yeah, really? I don't think it saves that. That is funny that it's like a computer inside of there. It's like not the technology of the original arcade games. Right. And it still just doesn't save still it. Still shit. I mean, it'll, it'll save it. If it's plugged in, it'll save it. Until yeah. it's unplugged. doesn't make any sense. But doesn't make any sense. But it's true. I feel like Josh is still quiet. Um, Let me just talk louder oh, for you. Jesus Holy Christ. shit. You have Sorry. headphones in, Casey? Sorry, Mom. Put your headphones on and monitor this. 
<laughs> my, my mom just drove off the road. <laughs> your mom listens to your podcast? My mom is oh. the only loyal listener to my podcast. That's the dude. My mom listens to mine too. So I don't want to be like, dude. I don't want to sound like my, an asshole. My mom told me she listened to mine and I'm like, no. <laughs> no, you don't get to do that anymore. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. She's like, I liked it. Because I do one with my wife, the Rutledges, little plug. Uh, the she, plug. I'll cut that out. She, don't worry. <laughs> Fine. I learned everything from you. Is that what you want? Uh, uh, so my, my mom said, I really enjoyed what you guys were talking about. I mean, it was a lot of swearing. <laughs> like, oh. what, what I get from my mom is I'll tell a story about my grandpa that's like, it's 95% true, but like I get a, a detail wrong. Yeah. And she starts it out with, you know, that thing you said about your grandpa is not true. And I'm like, <laughs> well, first off, it's funnier the way I said it. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> and, uh, and also, like, I love him, but he's dead. Like, he's not listening to this podcast. So, like, like the uh, nobody's like checking the historical record and they're like, Fritz Hoffman. Nobody's listening. Fucking either. get him out. Get him out of the Hall of Fame. You know, the but it's also it's also like it's never. I mean, I'm making this about me, but it's because I my wife is my historian. Yeah, to an, a such an annoying level, but it's never like you said. It's ninety five percent true. It's right. always like, well, that story was bullshit because it wasn't a Tuesday, and I'm like, that is that's the <laughs> smallest part of the story. Yeah, and my if my mom does listen to this, she's gonna be very upset to hear this because it was very much a grandpa my grandpa trait because he'd tell a story from like it's 2003 or whatever, and he's telling a story from like 1951, yeah, and he's like, yeah, I was uh, I was out in the field and it was like uh, quarter after two, you know, I think it was actually about two thirty, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, grandpa, that, listen. <laughs> Unless this is the bombing of Pearl Harbor, I don't need to know the exact time that I'm not interrogating you. Just tell me the fucking story. And uh, Grandpa, if this story's in black and white, you can be a little. Can I want to hear a podcast of just grandpas telling stories. Oh, it'll be great. Yeah, it will last dude. seven hours and you'd never get to the point. <laughs> oh. Just be 30 minutes of what is a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing it yet? <laughs> It actually would be a lot like Gabe's podcast, where I'd just be like, could you please talk into the microphone? <laughs> That's what I say to my wife all the time. I say, talk into the microphone and don't yawn into the microphone. <laughs> real, we, we run a tight ship over there. Is that a real thing? She yawns in the mic? Oh my God, constantly. That's <laughs> bad for the podcast. Yeah, it really is. It's, we, we don't do well. Uh, <laughs> this, podcast <is> so, <laughs> this podcast is so good. One of the co-hosts is falling asleep. It is a fun bit of the podcast where you're teaching her how to podcast like a little bit every episode. Like, it, I mean, it genuinely is funny. Yeah. Like the, the, you have a running bit that it seems like it's something you guys have planned, but it's not. It's like an Abbott and Costello if they were married <laughs> for, for 20 years or whatever, where you, you go, we're rolling. And she goes, wait, what's rolling? How many times has she said that? She's killing me. She's fucking killing me. A lot of times. Uh, Thank God I'm on a different podcast right now. I can <laughs> finally be myself. We're really trashing Christy Rutledge here. This is the Nobody Likes Christy Rutledge podcast. I don't want to be uh, Christy, but uh, what does we're rolling mean? What does that mean? <laughs> it's like the tape is rolling. Oh, it's I see. It's digital, so it doesn't make any sense. Okay, okay, okay. I'm elderly. Right, right, okay. <laughs> like on, a, elderly. on a movie set, they'll say like roll sound still. Even though you're pull, you're like doing it to an SD yeah. card and not a fucking cassette tape, you know. Yeah, I know yeah. that. I'm, I backed it. I thought it meant you were like. I thought you meant like you were on Molly. That's what I thought you meant. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I never even considered that. Dude, you should do the podcast on Molly sometimes. You should. 
Not sometimes, sometimes. Just like you, not Krista. Just episode. you. <laughs> don't tell her though. I don't like those. I don't. I don't like drugs. <laughs> what are you like getting a straight job soon? What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I kind of have one now. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot of things. I used to be a comedian, and now you know I'm a, I'm a man of many hats. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, a little bit of unemployment, a little bit of grocery delivery, a little bit of. Despair. <laughs> I like to mix it up. How much does, how much does despair pay per hour? Because I could not well. <laughs> I, I, that's I actually. I have finally admitted that I'm just depressed. And oh all God, this. this is. Let's just. Let's get it out, Casey. Yeah. If let's you're do not. It. Yeah. If you're not depressed during this, I, there, there's some. Either you're you're doing too well, or there's something wrong with you. I think. Yeah. Well, especially if you're. Uh, a a comedian, or at least that was a part of your life. I mean, this is a real. That was, that was Gabe saying we're not comedians. Look, by the way. Right, right, right. If you were a comedian like me, or a couple fucking hobbyist pieces of shit, I'm okay like with yourself. it. Well, I, I, we're all hobbyists now, Casey. Yeah, it's humbled true. us. It's humbled me. Yeah, uh, yeah Gabe's out here doing Instacart. <laughs> <laughs> He's not fucking trying to be on his high horse right we, now, we, Casey. We just did a fucking. We just did a show for five carpenters. <laughs> <laughs> five alcoholic carpenters. Hey, one was playing Kershaw though, so I'm, I'm feeling good about it one was karen carpenter i said did you i said a line that got nothing from them that i thought was funny which is like because i was like oh finally another uh white bearded comedian and i was like we look like three different pictures in the same weight loss journey <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and they were like huh and i'm like fuck these guys <laughs> <laughs> well i told casey i said we got to call this the fat dads of comedy tour <laughs> i do think it's i think it's a funny line they weren't great at hearing every word of every joke. That's you know? one of the things I like about an audience, though. It's <laughs> <laughs> when they hear all the words. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real nitpicker for that. Yeah. That sounded bad coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> N- nitpicker has to be racist. Would you call me? The way. I'm yeah. sure that, yeah, some words you don't know the history of, but you're like, that can't be a good one. That's got to have racist <laughs> origins. Well, that's the. I felt like uh, I'm really glad that there was only five people in here because I might have been canceled from comedy if I uh, some of the shit that came out of my I mouth. I wish. You, I mean, I know your mom listens, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, not this. I meant out there. If I, the one I'm saying on here no, is cool. Yeah, know. I was. Woo. It was in a. It was rough. Well, was I feel r- like sledding. you. You kind of tried to make a joke, like, 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 hey, we're all. This could be racist. Look at all of us. And they were like, yep. Yeah. And then you yeah. were like, oh. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Oops. Read yeah. the room wrong. Uh, I said something like, we're halfway between, I can't tell if we're uh, liberal or QAnon because it's got to yeah. be one of them. And they were like, QAnon. Yeah. Like, yeah. They were ready to go. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I mean, I think they were joking. But they were totally joking. Those, yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, those yeah. guys were fucking hooligans. Yeah, they don't. Care I like about a good hooligan. Not just... one of those guys voted. I think we can agree on that. Yeah, the one guy goes. One guy goes. I said a joke, and he goes, "We don't care who you voted for. That's <laughs> fucking funny." Yeah, and I was like, that was, I wasn't talking about the election. It wasn't but, even. Uh, that's <laughs> true. That's a weird thing to yell after a joke about bananas or whatever it was. <laughs> um. So I actually, the thing that I want to talk about at some point is Josh just released an album. And well, get, at this point, let's talk about it at this point. That's a good point. That's a good time to talk about it. Gabe released an album, but this is Josh's first album. That's great, buddy. Gabe has like seven. Yeah, what? It's a three, three, right? You have three. That's how many do I want you to listen to? Is a better question. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I listened to your I listened to your first album when uh, yeah? when I was. 
because I, I recorded and edited my album all by myself. So uh, I didn't know if you had a label, do your first or second or whatever, but I listened to your albums because it's somebody I know. And then he did those jokes and he released and them I, himself. Yeah, <laughs> and I did those jokes. But I thought your album, your first album sounded pretty great. Oh, I appreciate I, that. Yeah, I, I recommend it to anybody. That's, you, you might not like it because you're better now. But <laughs> that's I, what it is. I, but it, 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 that's what it is. You know, I mean, not to be, I mean, someday you'll hate what you just put out. I already hate it. I hated it when I was recording it. I've hated it the whole time you were doing the material. So. <laughs> the only parts I liked about the album were the parts where I was with crowd work. That was it. Yeah. I was like, all right, that no, wasn't I, a joke. I get that. Yeah. But it's, but it's still like good to have that. And you, you didn't do it too fast because how long in are you? Um, I mean, well, who knows anymore? Six, yeah, some paused COVID, math. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you know, if you're counting COVID as part of it, it'd be seven years in See, March. That's a, yeah, that's fine. That's a good yeah. first album. Time. Yeah, and I was thinking that too. And I listened, like I said, listen to yours. I listened to a bunch of people that I uh, that I like and respect. I listened to their first albums, just to be like, am I on par? Right? And not necessarily with everybody was I on par, but with some people, I was like, oh, well, that person, I love their comedy, but their first album was kind of garbage yeah. so yeah. i don't feel bad about what i'm releasing so basically yeah. listening to gabe's album gave you the same confidence no. <laughs> that going to an open mic before i did my first open mic did. Oh, was i was like, do that i was like oh i'm not gonna be memorably <laughs> no bad. not gabe's there <laughs> no not gabe's it was people like joe list like i love joe oh, list yeah. and i listened to his first album which by the way great name for an album it's called so far no good oh that's great that's a great name yeah. and that album it was funny but it's like there's there's jokes that he's still doing now to this day that i'm like oh those are the good ones yeah. yeah, and then there's other jokes that were like they weren't they weren't really hitting very well, and it's something against Joe List. I love Joe List, sure, but it was like, oh, I, well, if he, that, that's his first album, then, and he's respected. No one's gonna be like, oh, fuck this guy. You, you know? know, I deeply love Joe List. Everyone knows that about yeah, me. That's not even sarcastic. I, I oh, love yeah. Joe List. Yeah, my favorite thing about Joe List and about that album is that he's not doing well for a lot of the album. And the shit when he's not doing well is like almost as funny to me right. as like the best material. Oh, that's his that he personality. Has. That like yeah. anxious, super. Uh, his his second album's called "Are You Mad at Me?" and his yeah. special's called "I Hate Myself." <laughs> I hate myself. Yeah. There is a theme there. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I'm into that. It's like oh, he took the, he took it. He took that name. I hate myself. It Do sucks. you know this is the my favorite name for a comedy album ever? Is Joe Vespasiani, I believe he doesn't even do comedy anymore. He was a Seattle comic, but the name of the comedy album is You're Gonna Love Your Headliner. They <laughs> 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 record like four or five shows as I, a feature? I think so. I think uh, that's so I, don't, so funny. I actually don't know. That's great. I don't know, but yeah. You're Gonna Love Your Headliner. That's so that's funny. That's funny. I would buy that album just on the name. Name alone. That's a great yeah. yeah. I was telling Josh this before, you, while you were on stage. Uh, you told me that you... So your first like actually produced and released album is one thing, but you used to have like the recording of your best show to that point and then yeah. just put it on a CDR and yep. sell that. How many of those did you have? Oh man, three or four or five of them. Oh wow. Uh, but it would be, I would, you know, cause it was a lot harder to get a good recording then. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, this this is a grandpa podcast, uh, so it would be like I'm gonna yawn. In I was second. open I, for George Carlin, like whatever. It had, it had been a year or whatever since I my last version of an album, but it was like, oh, this is a better recording, and it's like 20 new minutes or something. So yeah. I'd be so I would just call it something else, but it, they weren't official releases, so I would just sort of keep yeah. churning them out. You know what I mean? You uh, released albums like a dude selling hip-hop on the street oh yeah for sure for sure so the first one that was like online and stuff is like uh 
that I did it was 2010 I think is the first time I pulled oh, out. Oh wow. But then eventually an album that I put out in 2000 that I recorded in 2005 came out uh called Domesticated Party Animal. <laughs> which uh, <laughs> that, that, that might be the one I listened to. It's be, uh, I, that one I can't I can't stand that one because it was like I mean I've told the story a million times but it's I will I'll do it quickly. It was a guy said <laughs> I was at the HBO Comedy Festival 2006, seven, and this guy goes, came up to me after a show. He's like, "Hey, how would you like it if your album was in Flying J truck stops all across the country?" <laughs> oh shit! And so I'm like, "Fine, great." Uh, I, would, I would say yes. Yeah, that's but my demographic. Actually, at that time, he said he wanted to do a DVD and he was going to pay for the filming. And so I'm like, "Great!" And then eventually, he's like, "Ah, truckers, listen, they don't watch." I'm like, "I could have told you that." But uh, <laughs> so, and then he's so I had a recording that I'd made, I think, in 2005, and I just I so I guess I sold it to him, and oh no, for a thousand bucks, and he. Uh, it came out. It was called Domesticated Party Animal. It was. It's a double album. Not me. Me and another guy named Jerdog. <laughs> Jerdog. Uh, What's Jerdog up to these days? I don't, Is his name Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> and uh, so it was like. It's called Domesticated Party Animal. It has like uh, ladies in bikinis on the front of it. Oh, that's so good. Not on the cover, right? <laughs> I'm in the back. I'm oh, on the cover. Okay, okay. I'm, uh, there's my picture in the back, looking sad. <laughs> uh, and it, and it, so I was embarrassed, but I was also like, "Who cares? It's in Flying J truck stops. Who gives a shit?" Sure. Right. And then uh, someone taught this guy the internet, that label, uh. and so that. The album's on everything. It's on Spotify. It's on Pandora. It's on Check it out. TikTok. It's on... Uh, yeah. Check it out on Spotify, everybody. Oh, it's not my podcast. You should tell the people to check it out. <laughs> That's uh, the reason I, I found out it was on TikTok also because I was searching for you to see if you followed me on TikTok. And Gabe Rut at Gabe Rutledge didn't. I don't think there's really... We were talking about this off the podcast. You say it's a youth pastor. I think you've been ghosting me on TikTok this whole time. <laughs> No, and no, you that realize that I was just one follower, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh fuck, he's on to me." I gotta put, I gotta make at Gabriel Rutledge so that Casey will not fucking kill me but in my the, sleep. The worst part about that, well, the worst part is that it's still there, and it also doesn't say it came out in 2006 or whatever. It says it came out in like 2014 because that's when he put it online. Oh wow! Oh, so it doesn't so even wow. look like my oldest album, and it's like he, I don't know what he did, but I can't do that shit with my album. I can't get it as many places as he has, but so it's. That that part's bad, but what was really bad is I when I did it in like 2006 or seven or whatever it was, like for the thousand dollars I was telling another comedian about it, mm. and I did this flying J truck stop thing and blah blah, and the other comedian was like, oh yeah, I know Arnie. He's like, ah, at least I got three grand. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> he fucking lowballed you, Arnie lowballed you. <laughs> Fuck Arnie, dude. Right. Oh my. He wow. got me. That son of a bitch got me. Oh wow! So the you you do these like um, other much? recordings. You 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 sent him a co recording you'd already done. Yep. And he, how much money do you think Arnie's made off of this thing? Just hundreds of. That's thousands? what I was about to ask. Yeah, I don't think he's made a ton because for streaming, I'm getting what he's getting. It's oh, legally, okay. you know what I mean? Like legally, artist has to list the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, and that's when I tried to buy it back from him. That's what I said. <laughs> I'm like, I know what you're making on this because it's what I'm making. It's not a lot. Could you? Yeah. And then he was he. I can't remember the amount he wanted to sell it back for. It was like seven grand. Or, I'm like, come on, bro. Come on. Come wow. on. And then he like 
you know, he threatened to like, he didn't threaten. He's just like, I'm going to end this conversation. He owns it. I can't do shit. You know, he owns it. Ron White's on that too. Ron, Ron White put one out. Wow. Get out of here. Jeff Foxworthy put one out. How many thousand do you think they gave Ron White? <laughs> Ron White probably got a thousand, but in like 1988. <laughs> back when it was. A thousand's you know, worth four yeah. million now. <laughs> back when he was Ronald. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He had long hair back then. <laughs> oh, wow. So when you recorded, when you would record an album back then, you did you know you were recording an album or was it just like. No. You just happened to get a good. Yeah, I would hope. And then I'm like, oh, that was pretty good. You know, I think that particular one I got in Colorado Springs and it was actually. The audio was from, God damn it. <laughs> the, audio, <laughs> the audio was from a VHS tape because it, they mic'd, oh it was mic'd, God. it was like mic'd. So the oh, audio wow. was good. It was like, cause they had mic set up and a crowd mic and everything. So the audio was good, but it was from, I paid someone to cut the audio from a VHS There's tape. a place wow. that by my house in South Tacoma that does that for people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they take they take VHS and put it on CD, and it costs <laughs> yeah. like four ninety nine or whatever. Did yeah. you pay more than that? I hope not. Uh, I don't. And it, and it wasn't a lot. It wasn't <laughs> okay. a lot. But. I think you might be the only person alive who has that story. Everyone else has died years and years ago. <laughs> <laughs> the last VHS. The last of the Mohackians. The last to VHS comedy album. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't. I don't want to be that. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to be me either. But we're stuck with <laughs> here. We, we are. <laughs> um, so as long as we can avoid jo- talking about Josh's album, the better. Uh, everyone buy Josh's. It's album. called Needless to Say. Buy it twice yeah. uh, for all of seven of Casey's listeners. It's called Needless to Say. <laughs> you might so. sell. My mom might stream the first three tracks. I hope she does. and then turn it off. Uh, well, maybe one, and then she'll be done. You know what? You know what sucks about the album? Because you could you could see all the numbers of like. Do you want me to tell you all the things that suck about it? You can see, uh, oh, yeah, there's plenty of things that suck about it. Mostly but, the material, <laughs> all the tracks. They, they sh- <laughs> the material mostly the artist. Uh, so when they when they they show you how many downloads or streams you get on like Apple or Spotify or whatever, and it shows you uh, by track what's your most popular one and. Of course, the most popular track is number one, which makes sense because people yeah. listen to it. They go, I'm listening to it. I'm going to give it a chance. And then they might fall off by track two mm-hmm. or track six yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is the first track, uh, welcome your headliner, Josh Firestein, no, track no, no, two? No, the first track is called Visual <laughs> like Jokes. Out. It's called Visual Jokes, and uh, which I think is funny. And the jokes are funny. But the thing is, on the album, they weren't that funny. In my opinion, they weren't that funny. And if I had to rank it out of all 15 tracks, I would rank it like number 12 or 13. And that's the most listened to. And it's the most listened to one. And I'm yeah. like, I'm pissed because I'm like, oh, you didn't even get the fucking good one. Uh, which, I mean, well, not that great. But still, it's like. It's interesting to think of comedy in those terms because like, I think a lot of people. How many people are listening to a comedy album start to finish? Or is it just on Pandora? And right, I still sure. think of comedy in terms of a whole thing. A whole way. I do too. The, the album is a project for me. It was yeah. like a, it's a, but it's, yeah. That means you have to live with, oh, they're going to hear this track and it's going to have a callback to a thing they didn't hear. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. ugh, which is, I mean, I have too many callbacks. That's, it, my video is hard. It's hard for me to even do three or four minutes without a reference to somewhere else. In the, in I the, like the callbacks though. Well, I, I, do, I do. I do. I do too. With them. My album, my, my set is riddled with. Call- I do the callback to Casey's set tonight. I I think yeah. it's the crowd loves it. Right. I have fun, but you're right. It doesn't I, translate. I still have to think of comedy in terms of what I want to do in front of an audience, but it's still. And then you have to fucking try and figure it out for TikTok or whatever. You know what I mean? We're now we're down to a minute oh, yeah. clips. Yeah. We're down oh, to a yeah. minute. 
I'm trying to put these clips on TikTok going like, I put one up that got quite a few views, and I'm like, hmm, but it's a, there's a call, the funniest part's a callback. I know. And it's like, they don't, they get it, but they don't get it, and it's like, ah. Well, now that you guys brought up TikTok, I'd like to tell you about a video. Casey well, you're the king. You're the king. No, I'm not, I, you know who's the you're king? You're the influencer. Is, uh, is uh, Jesse Warren. Do you know Jesse Warren? Oh, well, I, know. I only know of him. Okay, he's he's the one that showed me. Oh, actually, there's this dude named Austin Nasso who I'm, he's, he's going to be on this podcast also. Who, when he did, they him and Jesse do that socially inept show. If you've ever heard of that, it's like a you roast the tech industry. Um, I've seen one. It sells out. Yeah, yeah. Like, a, but so Austin Nasso does a pre, uh, a Trump impression and a Biden impression. He has like three hundred fifty thousand followers. Damn. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm way down the list. However, I did have a video that went well. It's part one of two. So first part has 270,000 views, 40,000 likes. It says part one on it. Yeah. So you'd, you, the people should watch it and go like, there is a part two. The next part has 17,000 views. So even the people wow. that liked the first part, yeah. only half of them went to part two if all of them then went that way because tiktok's like one of these things though where like all the funniest parts it, are in part two by the way but you don't but you don't, it's not as popular but you don't come back to that thing though like people don't come back to you they like i'll, I'll yeah. watch it in bed like i'm sitting in bed uh, too long i'm like an hour past when i want to go to sleep and i'm just laughing at tiktoks and i'm not gonna like the next day be like oh that guy casey really i mean if it yeah. shows up in, if i follow yeah. you it'll show up on my for your page but Otherwise, it's not gonna. But that well, sucks. That's the funniest part. Is is it is the funnier one part two? Funnier part is easily part two. Uh, yeah. But but the there's a funny part at the end of part one. But it's apparently not enough. So that I then they have analytics in my stupid mathematical brain. I'm like, uh, I got like almost 800 fo- or almost 700 followers off of it, or a little over 700. I think. Anyways, I'm like 40,000 people liked it. Only seven of the 40,000 people that liked it, only 700 of them thought to follow me yeah and it's like i'm i'm doing this math of like how it's just so frustrating that you're like this is the most viewed thing i've ever done is the worst worst half <laughs> yeah, 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 of yeah, a yeah, joke yeah, yeah. <laughs> that has gotten it's nothing there's no sustainability thousand likes though that's good though you should I, feel good about that yeah i mean I, that's fine and i think what you I think, think it's not the better I think the part. way the algorithm works maybe they'll start seeing more of my shit and then they'll be like get that shit get that fucking guy the fuck away from me but i do Hopefully. i think i think that but yeah it's just like it's you know you get excited about it and then just nothing happens from it you know well i mean i think that's probably what's good about tiktok but not for us what's good about sure. tiktok is it's just like random people like i barely have because i don't really follow that many people yet so it just like suggests things for me and it's hardly any celebrities right it's just like rent so that part of it's kind of cool but like for for us the thought of like how will this get me a following will this ever translate into ticket sales of some kind right no (laughs) the way i see it is i I will say the way i see it is if i I have my link tree or whatever it is Mm -hmm. on my page if someone follows me and i've and this is translated for me is where people like, I think it's because of military jokes or whatever. And that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a huge military following. Fine. But they'll go, they'll see my TikTok, and maybe one out of 10 people will go to my Instagram link and they'll follow my Instagram. And right. the people on Instagram, I think that does translate sure. to sure. somebody showing up to a show. Maybe one guy in Nashville is like, oh, I saw his TikTok. Right. Followed his Instagram. Yeah. It's one guy, whatever. But I think it's TikTok. No, but I think that the opportunity to yeah, let them lead them to your other show. It's definitely not bad. It's not, it no, can't no. be a bad thing to get views on there, but it's also, it's, I don't know. I, it doesn't mean much. It's one of those things <laughs> where like every, when, when this is a bigger problem, a bigger thought, but like, 
when everything that's funny is from regular people. Uh, yeah. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. We don't, they don't need us. Like, oh, I'm a professional comedian. I have all these well-crafted, go buy my albums. And then it's just like some lady in a fucking uh, nurse's outfit who snaps her fingers and is wearing lingerie and everyone, you know right. what I mean? And it's like, and it's, or even like, how many people have I seen on TikTok or anywhere who are like really good at impressions? And it's like, we used to think you got on Saturday Night Live if you were good at impressions. And you're like, oh no, thousands of people are good at impressions. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not even that. It's like being a good singer. Great. Who gives a shit? Yeah. You know? I, I also like people who are like, they'll, like, they're like, come to Charleston, South Carolina. And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. Tell somebody in Charleston, South Carolina, please, because I don't know I anybody tell there. I with that, dude. I tell I go, this one guy is an army guy at Fort Campbell, which is right outside of uh, Nashville. And he goes, when you come to Fort Campbell, I was like, I, I don't know anybody there. The only comedy club in Nashville is Zany's, I think. And I'm not really in it. I've only done Zany's once in Chicago. I'm not in there, you know, whatever. And he's like, oh, well, fucking, I'll, I'll send him a message. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's good. And so I was like, all right. I mean, it's not going to do anything. They're going to be like, they're going to be like, cool. Tell them to email us or whatever. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. And I get that, but it's it's nice to be like, oh, when they see an email, go like, oh, we fucking sure saw the name. Or I guess it's kind of nice. And the reality of that is, if you if you got a show in Nashville, you would say I have a show in Nashville. And then a week later, that guy would be like, when are you coming to Nashville? <laughs> you know, and you're like, I was just yeah, you're there. Right, right, and yeah. that's, that's actually TikTok specifically. You would know that a lot more. Yeah. Than, yeah. 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 I'm sure yeah, that yeah. happens to you all and the that's, time. If you want an even bigger picture, I don't even give a shit about what it's going to do for my career anymore. Right, even yeah. like when people are like, TV credits aren't what they used to be. Like, Who gives a shit? Do you know what I mean? I would still love to do a late night just to do it. I would still love to have a million yeah. views on tiktok just to do it i, I don't want to be on tv it doesn't yeah. matter yeah partly it doesn't matter like where's this leading where's this partly i can't think that way all the time you know yeah 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 you just you want it yeah i want it yeah exactly i want a gold chain i buy a gold chain yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> i want to be on tv i want to be yeah, on exactly. tv there's a tough the tough thing about tiktok this social media analysis podcast <laughs> uh <laughs> the, the, the tough thing is like I don't even think because if you if on Twitter it's like linear or at least somewhat linear. So like if I tweet something, theoretically, however many of my followers are online see it, they may may or may not like it, but they see it. On TikTok, it's like, dude, I'm seeing shit that's like three months old. Yeah. That like yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. how you can I don't know how you can use it outside of like having people like you. It's almost like we're going back to like, hey, TikTok users, sign up for my email list. You know what I mean? Right. It goes, I think it goes back to your link tree. I think yeah, it goes back to, you, you can always put, um, and I'm bad at this too. I, I, I'm going to say it here, but I'm, I don't do it all the time. But you could put on the video, like, at Josh underscore Firestein, and then that people know, because my handle is the same on every social media platform, yeah. along with a lot of comics. So you just put that on there, and then and you have your you have your link tree. And then the people that do yeah. like it, they'll follow you. And, and then, then that is linear at that point. Once it gets to Instagram or Twitter, it's linear. Yeah. And then not to worry about being three months ago and you've already hit Nashville or whatever. Yeah. I think smaller. it's tough to go like, Hey, go follow me on this other social media platform. That's like, I, 
I have a tough time. I mean, my fucking YouTube has nobody on it. I put that shit on the end of everything. It's listen. If the, if what I'm finding out is that I suck, this is tough. Like this, this is a tough podcast for me. I think no. I think, I suck. That's I never saw that coming. You do suck, but that's not <laughs> what the point. Is it's always the person you least. Uh, you gotta have different shit on your different <laughs> platforms though. Like I'll put stuff on Instagram and Facebook. Because I think it's yeah. really funny and I want everyone to see it. But there's also some stuff that I'm like, oh, this is just Instagram. Or this is just for Facebook. Or this is yeah. just for Twitter. Yeah. This is not... Because you... I mean, I have people that follow me on all the platforms. And I'm like, I don't want them to get tired of me doing yeah. the same... Because sh- there's people I know, I'm not going to say their names. But they, they, they put a stand-up clip in their Instagram story. And on their Instagram feed and on their Facebook feed and on their fan page on Facebook and on their Twitter and oh, on their TikTok. Jesus. And I'm yeah, like, that's me. I do that. Sitting in front of you right here. I am like... I mean, I do the same thing sometimes, but I just mean like, I don't know. Yeah, I kind of want people who follow me to pick one thing to follow me on so they don't have to see the repeated content yeah, that right, there right. is. But it's also funny because it's like Facebook is supposed to be the dead one. Yeah. <laughs> That's but the one I'm best on. That, <laughs> that sucks. It's, I, don't, I don't think it is the dead one for comedians yeah. I, because it's like it's even if I put I'll put a collection of sort of the best of my tweets on Facebook, and people are like, oh, my God, this is fucking hilarious, uh, 10 shares. And then I go back to the tweet on Twitter, and it was like, yeah, four likes? Nothing, yeah. What the hell? Well, like, that's, that's even this, this video that I did on fucking uh, on TikTok got like three likes on Twitter and nothing on Facebook, like zero. Yeah. Jeez. And it's just so, it's, yeah, it's just well, so. TikTok's, TikTok's algorithms are a lot different. Yeah, they're better. I think they're better. Like Gabe yeah. was saying, for like non celebrities, they're for better. Sure. Than well, it's, it's one of those things where everyone's like, like we're. It's a great thing. It's supposed to be a great thing that there's all these avenues. There's no more gatekeepers, right? All that talk oh, yeah. about, you know what? I mean, hey, you don't you don't need to wait for Netflix. You can put out a special on YouTube, and like all that is true. But it's also like. Oh, so now I have thirty-two places to fail. Yeah. No. Yeah. Do you and know? You, I, and you have to be on them all. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Like, did you want to be on TikTok? And I no. did not. I did no, not. I texted him the other day. I, was I like, did not. Sure but it's also that? like people started to ask me, are you on TikTok? And that's when I got on Instagram, too. I guess. Like people yeah, are like, I'm on it. Yeah, but sure. It, but, it, but it is. It's like I have a special on YouTube. It has yeah. 18,000 views, which is fine. But it's also like it's not as easy as to an audience member. They're just like, yeah, just put it on YouTube. You'll be great. And I'm like, well, it doesn't. It's like. It doesn't like that. You know, it's still as much as a long shot. It's still, yeah. uh, you know, just that. Who's that guy? He's like Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz. I thought you were going to, dude, for real, I thought you were going to say Rivers and no, you were I'm just aware of forgetting Andrew. his name. <laughs> I was aware of Andrew. asshole. <laughs> What's that guy, Bob? Bob's, we have Bob's kid. <laughs> he was a specialist, got like a million views or whatever. <laughs> Bob's boy. What's his name? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Andrew Schultz, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Perfect model. He, I mean, he's very talented, but he's not as talented as his fans think he is. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I'm, I'm saying he's super talented, and it's not like, it's not that I'm watching and going like, I'm better. That's not what I'm saying at all. Right. But I just mean, he, he, it's all these crowd work videos where some of them are amazing, some of them are like, he, but the, the, the people in the comments are like, best in the game. And I'm like, that's. It's a, the irreverence of it. There's. I think. You have something has to happen where you get that. I mean, I think I have some crowd work videos that would stack up to some of the shit he's done, but it's like it doesn't, you know, I don't have the something has to happen first. Oh, I think it's the New York accent. 
<laughs> that fucking that's helps. what you're missing. Well, but he I, also know. he he is much more willing to be unpopular than I am. Yeah, he's much more 100%. willing to say like borderline racist. He's not racist, but you know what I mean. He, yeah. He's willing to talk about race. He's willing to like. Well, people you want know. edgy. It, like, there's 75 percent of people don't want edgy, but the 25 yeah. percent that do really fucking want edgy, right? So if he says a somewhat basic joke, the comments will be like. No one would have the balls to put this on Netflix. <laughs> You're the best. This is what comedy's supposed to be. And again, Gabe's commenting with his link to his videos. Like I made the same joke <laughs> 15 years ago at a yeah. Flying J just fucking man. truck stop. That joke was on Domesticated Party. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And again, I'm not shitting on him. He's super talented. Yeah. But it it is this weird thing where like it's like this anointing of like. And I I bet now that he has a Netflix show, I bet the comments are turning. I bet. Do you know oh, what I mean? Because sure. it's, yeah. no it's no longer it's no longer the underdog. It's like yeah. yeah, you know that's true. I also think like I don't think he thinks he's he like because when you go to his videos, it's a lot of like you're the goat, and like he doesn't think that. No, and I think that, and that's not his fault, <laughs> right? I think I think it's like he has tr- he has created a fan base of people who were not big stand up fans before that. Is what I think. That yeah, makes sense. and then I think yeah, so they're like yeah, 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 he's yeah, yeah, the yeah, best yeah. we've seen outside of like like like. Who else have you seen? Like fucking Cat Williams, Eddie Murphy, like yes, like I mean, like the biggest names in comedy, and then also this guy. Like you're not, but a lot of times fame doesn't equate to like yeah being the best in that moment, right? And it, but I, I guess my my point is, whatever the system was in the '80s, which is b- before my time, believe it or not, uh, where like I don't know this, <laughs> uh, I believe it not. <laughs> <laughs> I did a few open mics in junior high, but. <laughs> But whatever, the best <laughs> of the club scene would sort of get picked out. Maybe you go to the festival in Montreal, you know, Seinfeld, Ray Romano. You get a even if you don't get uh, a sitcom, you get a, you sign a deal. Blah, blah blah. Okay, that system, which is also a huge long shot, I don't think what is now the system now where Andrew Schultz goes viral is just as much of a long shot, if not more. Yeah. There's like, there's no gatekeepers. Well, it's, it's still, it's still like not just luck, but it's still like a really hard to be like a viral sensation. It's right. really fucking, and, and to sustain it. Yeah. And like he's doing, one of the reasons he does do it is because he is talented and he is funny, but it's just that idea of like, um, you know, you don't need Hollywood to tell you you're going to make, and it's like, mm. It's still the algorithm. Like, what is it? Silicon Valley is the gatekeeper instead of Hollywood Yeah, basically. Now? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I think that's true. I think that's like, the way I always think of it for myself is uh, I want to be, if it ever happens, I want to be like good enough when it happens. Because a lot of times you hear about these dudes that are like YouTube sensations, say. Yeah. And then they like... And they're garbage. Yeah, yeah, and that's when they start stand-up. And I'm like, I feel like if I became famous now, I don't think I'm like national headliner at A-Club's quality of a comic, but I think that I wouldn't embarrass myself where if it happened five years ago, I'd be fucking horrible, and I'd be doing hacky shit or doing like my fucking... YouTube gimmick on stage or something like that. Yeah, and you start bombing, so you have to go with whatever you're like. And your catchphrase from YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like I saw uh, I saw Dave Keckner, and he's like not Dave Keckner is the dude from Anchorman and The Office. He was on the, he's a Packer on The Office, and he's like uh, he's not he doesn't 
to me, I don't know what other people think, but I see that dude and I'm like, that guy is going to be a very bad stand-up. And he's not that bad. But there is a point in the middle of the show where he just, like, he said it in the green room. He's like, I don't want to do it, but they're not going to shut the fuck up until I do, like, a couple quotes from the right. movies, yeah. right? And yeah. uh, and uh, that's like, I don't want to, a lower level of that's even worse, right? Because that dude's got millions of dollars. So he can go like, yeah, I'll do a fucking couple quotes from Anchorman. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, uh, but if he's, if you're like just now making money, if you're just now getting fame on YouTube, I'd feel even more compelled to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Because that's how you made your money. You're yeah. Like, yeah. Keep making the money the same way. And those people, it. like, I don't, I guess like that Miranda Sings lady maybe is still around, but I can't even think of it. I guess, are the Paul brothers? Those guys are YouTube. They're like. The Paul brothers. Jake and uh, Logan Paul. They fight They're now. huge. They're yeah. huge. Oh, yeah, right they now. fight now. That's the, that's They're like, fighters now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them was trying to fight Conor McGregor. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is, like, most of the YouTube people from a couple of years ago are just, like, gone. Like, I don't even know who there's they were. There's a shelf life on that for sure. Yeah. And there's is. also, like, they get really big and then they get a show. And right. it's like, you know, most of the time, the show doesn't. Like, even what's the show where you eat hot wings? Hot ones. Why? Why is that a TV show? We get it. We got it. It's on yeah. YouTube. I don't know. I've seen one episode. Oh yeah, it became like, a TV show. Yeah, it became so like, a TV show. Yeah, that's funny. It's like, oh, let's take the swearing out and make sure it's like the exact same length every time. Yeah, let's let's water down. That's a good point. This thing that there's no reason for network television to be involved in that show whatsoever. He was already making shit. To, I mean, I'm sure he did it to make more money. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like it's this weird thing where it's like. That's what show business is, I guess. I'm barely in it, but it's like, hey, that thing you're doing, can we do it somewhere else? And, and worse. It's, it's just weird. It's worse. like, can we do it somewhere worse? Yeah. Yeah. It. Hey, is your act funny? Let's make a shitty sitcom about it. Have right. you ever been approached about anything that that you thought somebody wanted to take and do something with you that would make it worse? Um, well, I offered to do a podcast with him. <laughs> that was he that was my had to, had rock corner, my rock bottom in the green room at a show for five people. <laughs> no, I don't. But I do. What do you think you would do if See, someone offered you a bunch of money and you knew that you would have to sacrifice some kind of uh, integrity or or uh, you'd have to make some kind of sacrifice? Would you take a show it? with Josh Firestone? Well, right. yeah. If you do a show with me, <laughs> look. This this is what. Uh, my therapist might call fear of success. But honestly, if I signed a deal, first of all, I know enough. I've never signed a development deal, but I know dozens of people that have signed development deals and literally none of them ever did one fucking mm. thing. Damn. So it can happen. So, But if I signed a deal to make the Gabriel Rutledge show, my first thought would be like, Take the check. Hope it never makes it. Yeah, honestly, because there's no there's a lot of pressure. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of pressure. There's no way the Gabriel Rutledge show will be good. And I'm I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm totally serious. I I bear. I don't act. Okay. First yeah. of all, so I well, I'm gonna learn how to act. I mean, it worked for Seinfeld, sort of. But yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like, what are the odds that like these people who do nothing but make TV shows barely ever make a good one? Yeah. Now you're involving right. me, who's never done any of this before. Right. This is a 
There's no the odds that this will ever be good we'll are so Olympia. slim. Well, if you're listening out there, show business. <laughs> Hollywood. Quite a pitch. <laughs> I will receive the deal and then sabotage it immediately. <laughs> Casey, you're you're laughing, but when I when I when I uh I, I find a way to bring this up all the time. When I won the uh Lafayette School Comedy Festival. No big deal. Yeah. 20, 2017. Reigning champ. Last winner. They got rid of the competition. <laughs> no one could be better. No. <laughs> no one will ever be better. I didn't. I wasn't that bad when I talked to people. I didn't. When I talked to agents and stuff, I wouldn't be like, my ultimate dream is to sign a development deal that never goes anywhere. <laughs> I would. But when they start saying things like, "What do you want to do? Would you have anything to pitch?" Do you? I was so not ready for that conversation. Oh, sure. That it's like because the reality is, is like, oh, I want to do what I do now, but like get more money. <laughs> Right, 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 that's right. so right. not interesting to yeah. them. That's, I want to be a stand-up that gets paid better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, it is this weird thing where it's like, and then they kind of go like, "You're on the road a lot," and I go, "Yeah," and then that's them going like, mm. "You know, uh, you know what I mean?" Yeah, because you're not available for shooting meetings. on Thursday. But they, or whatever. Their, yeah. their whole thing is big picture. They want they they want to be a producer on a show you make eventually. They want to like make money off of you. 10, 15 yeah. percent of what I make doing live dates even if that was going way better than it ever had it's nothing to them it's not yeah. you know what i mean so it's like i get that from their perspective but it's just like um i it is a weird it's a weird thing to like oh i wish i was bigger whatever level you're at you want to be the one above you you know what i mean so i would i've said that to myself many times in life but then when the people who are in charge of hollywood are talking to me 50% of me is like yeah neither one of us wants this <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know you know what i mean <laughs> There's a bit of fakeness too with Hollywood people that like they're just nice to everybody. Like, oh my gosh, so great, so great. Oh my gosh, can't wait to work with you again. And they have no intention of working with you again. Do you know how many? Okay, I got three or four cards from agents after I won that. Call me, hey, call me. I called all of them. No one returned my <laughs> they phone went, call. They went, they went out of their way to give you a card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't have to. They could have just ignored you. They could have ignored me. I uh. wasn't expecting it, but it was like I was. Whatever, but I was the best comedian that week. But then they right. go home, and then they go. Do you know? You know what I mean? It's like it's not. <laughs> oh, and even I thought I was gonna get the Tonight Show. That didn't happen. But it was that one. He, we talked for a while, and it just didn't happen. Which is you know. That it's, probably, it's probably that one. It sounds like it's probably like there was a there was an issue that wasn't having to do with you. Probably like it's a the t- whiteness. The like Tonight that Show. A lot. I know. I do know that. I mean, I work in the industry, and I know that happens a lot with people. It's like no big deal. I work in the industry. Uh, but I know that happens. A lot. People like they get. You were flipping burgers yesterday. Food <laughs> service is an industry. I'm flipping burgers after this <laughs> podcast. I'm I'm cooking popcorn chicken. He's on this. lunch break right now. I do know that a lot of people like they really they really do think something's gonna happen and then like yeah, yeah, a hey, new producer comes in or yeah 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 something yeah. else and then it doesn't work yeah, out. Yeah, it but. goes from like I want to get you on to like three emails later it's like well it's not just up to me right oh yeah yeah. yeah Do you, know, yeah. you know what i mean yeah. we, like, we have these people we want to you know the that, good news is people who didn't win that competition did get to do the tonight show so that feels good that that <laughs> that is infuriating oh my god I, do, you, do you think about that often like before you go to sleep you know what it's I would this I would year think about it so much. This, it was like a fucking axe throwing yard, and it's just their faces, <laughs> and there's just axes in their fucking faces. It will go away 
if when if and when <laughs> life returns to somewhat normal, these feelings will go away. But like right now, I feel stupid forever complaining. Oh yeah. Like I would just let me do 2019 every year until I die. Right. Would be fucking great for me. Yeah. No, Not just because it was the best year I ever had in comedy, money wise, but <laughs> but it, but it but you know what I mean? It's just like. When it's like I miss performing, you're like, who gives a shit about the Tonight Show? I just miss the the thing yeah. of it. I just miss the the whole lifestyle, you know. Yeah, that's I, it's a dangerous precedent to set. But the the little amount of money I would do this for is fucking like disgusting, right? Well, like don't, a, say the, don't say it on the say it on the microphone. I'm not coming to Charleston, South Carolina for nothing. I'll tell you that, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, yeah, that's that. I think that uh, that's funny because I'm even surprised. That, I heard a story about a comic winning a different competition that I think is at least was ongoing in 2019. A comic won it, and a local comic here like obviously had a better set, but they wanted the person that won it to win it. Yeah, and I think there's like a little bit of that shit that I'm like, that's the shit that makes me wish that I had a manager. Like you think the 10 or 15 percent thing. If I just didn't have to send emails anymore, I feel like I'd give someone 10 or 15% of it. Yeah, you know what? Do you edit this podcast? No. Oh. I mean, what? Do you need to edit something out? Do you need oh, to no. Piss? I was going to say, was it uh, Seattle International Comedy Competition? <laughs> oh, no, no. No, it was not. I, uh, I will... I'll tell you guys after, because it's probably okay. not my All story right. to tell. It's the, okay. the two people who told me the story would probably not be thrilled about me. Uh, uh, so you, I mean, you might even know it, but the, and you might even know it. But anyways, um, by and I was talking to the... Not the people in the room. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. who won Seattle International? Oh, I know who you're talking about. I know. Uh, what, I, know I forget her about. name, but she's a very funny lady. Nancy Norton, I believe. Nancy Norton, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, I think there was some. There could have been some politics there too. There were like a lot of funny people going up against. Sure. Her. I mean, you gotta be lucky to win anything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it says the last local winner of the Seattle International Comedy Competition in 2004. So who is it? Gabriel Antelope. Rutledge. Wow. Yeah. I didn't think I would be the last local. It was yeah. like every other year a local at back then. Well, I've heard stories from even like uh, Courtney Shane Williams, who's like not from your class of comedy, who was like, yeah, dude, it used to be like you just, it'd be like, they'd be like, do you want to do the competition? And most people would say no. And now it's like a big prestige I think, thing. I can't even get in. I know. They I would do, when I, st- not when even allowed in. I did it first time in 2002. And uh, I was like two years into comedy. Uh, got sixth. I was fucking thrilled. But <laughs> I would be too. I'd be mean, so thrilled to get in. The uh, <laughs> I had to do one. They had like two shows for an audition, both at the underground. And now, I mean, obviously this year. It's a whole week. Happen. It's like, like, like in weeks? other cities. Yeah. And like, yeah, Portland, you know, Spokane. And plus video Vancouver. entries. Plus, you know, it was much more low key. Yeah. They're uh, making a lot of money off of it now, Gabe. I don't I know if you know, that. but a lot of money. People are very rich off of it. I don't say any names, but they're very rich <laughs> off of Seattle International Company. I, Preacher well, Lawson. One, one person is. I know one person's making a lot of money. Uh, John Real Fox Rutledge. and Gabriel Rutledge. <laughs> I invested that five thousand dollars. What's that fucking guy's name that books it? Uh, Ron. No, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna tell you a story. Peter Gray. I'm gonna tell you a story about him that's funny. So don't talk shit about him. Uh, I'm not gonna talk shit about him. He's rich. He. he uh, <laughs> He and I were. I, I want, was. I want him not to let me go- in. I'm not gonna talk shit about him. I was doing not great at the competition. Basically, I actually was having good sets every night, and then I was like, "I'm 16th out of 18, or whatever the the number is, or Sounds 14th right. out of 16." It was just like insane to me. 
And I went, uh, I was talking to him in the back, and he, I was already like in a shitty mood. And he goes, he goes, I had like promoted something on my Facebook. You and I were doing a show, and he's like, hey, is Firestein mad that I let his opener into the competition, but not you? (laughs) (laughs) And the funny part is, one, yes, and two, like, he got us both, because I'm like, yes, he is mad. Two, I'm not his fucking opener, you (laughs) asshole. (laughs) Do you know, this is, someone else explained this theory to me, but this is one of the reasons no one leaves the comedy contest happy, especially... Mm in the sort of first few years of your comedy, it's because they're usually the best shows you've done. Ooh, interesting. Meaning, not every show in the Seattle International Comedy Competition is good, but even the first week, you'll have shows with two, 300 people. Yeah. Maybe a theater with 400 if you're lucky. And you're like, if you've been doing comedy three years, especially if you're from L.A., where you've been at a laundromat in the back of a U-Haul truck, <laughs> you're like, holy shit, I just killed that... I, I've never, you know what I mean? Your first show in front of 300 people, it's the best feeling you've ever had. Yeah. And then you get 13th. Yeah. Because you, but mm. you know what I mean? So th- I think that's one of the reasons where it's like, oh, everyone did well. Oh, yeah. yeah. The game's just going like, you actually sucked. But no, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> I'm saying it. <laughs> I, had a, I had this, the first, I just got to tell this story. The first night of the competition, uh, I took, uh, so it's like whatever point system, right? The, there was a woman there who came back. She was so upset with her set. She came back and laid down on the cement floor in the back and started like literally sobbing. Oh my god! Oh, and she's I, probably upset that I wasn't there. And, uh, <laughs> she wanted to open for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took fifteenth out of sixteen by like two points, like by the by oh, a wow. razor That's thin a, margin. Okay, and I was like. <laughs> I have video of this. Like it went well. Like how the fuck? I mean, you know, I know it's judges, and also, like, by the way, I knew two of the three judges. Oh yeah, they like, were open micers. There were like, people who couldn't get in the competition themselves. Yeah. Competition. <laughs> you fucking pieces of shit. Like great. some bitter, some bitter people. Like yeah. fuck Casey. Yeah, <laughs> Casey went filming his brewery show in Tacoma. What's yeah. he wearing a hat for? <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, like it was, it was just fucking demoralizing. But that's interesting because I, I made this uh, commitment to myself. This is the only self care I've done ever in comedy. Is uh, I stopped doing competitions that I don't care about the outcome. Yeah, because inevitably I end up caring about the outcome. Yeah, right? you like you get it. you get mad the day of when you lose. I don't. What I know in advance is this isn't going to matter. But then I get there and I have the set and I know I'm not going to win because I've never won a contest ever. And so I, I know that it's going to be, it's just not going to be me. I know that for a variety of reasons, it's not going to be me. Uh, mostly just bad comedy, but then other reasons also. <laughs> and, uh, but and I inevitably, I just drive home fucking pissed. I'm listening yeah. to the set and it's just, it's pointless. Like I'm just hurting myself. Nobody else is thinking about how I got robbed. Well, you know I mean? and also... Sort of the same thing of like trying to make a TikTok video out of your act. That's what a contest is. Yeah. It's a lot of the things that a lot of people can do really well in five minutes that can't do 30 because of the pacing. You know what I mean? You can't sprint for 30. You can't, or a gimmick, whatever. You can't even jog for 30 if we're talking about <laughs> this game. Whatever, if you have a gimmick, if you got a whatever, a prop, uh, an impression, uh, something in a five minute set, it's like, 
you're almost always going to make the next round. It's yeah. just, you know what I mean? But if they have one gimmick and they're doing 15, 20 minutes, who gives a shit? Yeah. Right. But in that five, you know, so it's like even th- this is a thing I tell myself when it doesn't go well in a contest is like there's how many of the best comics to ever do stand up comedy would make it out of the first round of the Seattle International Comedy Competition. Sure. And this it's not. This isn't a roundabout way of me saying I'm better than those people. By the way, <laughs> since I won, I won. It. <laughs> but I'm just. I'm just saying. It's like even. Like, there's. How do you with all the categories of like, uh, there's too many categories in that particular contest. But like presentation, audience report. What do you give Stephen Wright? Yeah, no, I know. Who's like right. mumbling? Uh, Is that a good presentation? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's or anyone else. I mean, it's it's uh, even a Chappelle in five minutes is a lot different than a Chappelle uh, in you know seven hours, seven hour <laughs> meandering. You know, uh, so it is. It's all contest comedy is not necessarily comedy. It's different. Yeah. It's a different genre almost. And you see people who do a lot of contests. They get it down. They're like, this is my contest set. You know, yeah, that's true. That's funny because there was a couple guys in there that were like they were like on the contest circuit, and they were yeah. like funny dudes, yeah. but I, and like you know, like good comics. I'm not saying they were bad comics, but it was like, oh, this is yeah, this is my clean five minutes. This yeah. is my whatever, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, it was like the first meaningful competition I've ever done. Um, what time is our next show, by the way? Six thirty. Six thirty. Okay, then we can. We can uh, dance around a little bit still. I wanted. I do want to talk about your album more at some point. We talked but, about it. It's over. It's, it's I, out. It's called. I'm fucking say. sick of talking. It's about fine. It. <laughs> um, it's okay. Some of the jokes. I don't recommend some of the jokes, but uh, yeah, about about uh, nine of them are good. <laughs> so fucking check it out. Um, yeah, you do suck. I'm not gonna take that away yeah, from you. I don't. I, don't I didn't, I'm no. I'm no Seattle international comedy comedian. That's true. That's true. Good point. Good point. Yeah, baby. I wonder if I can get in because I would have been uh, ineligible this year. I wonder if they they're just gonna. Can I have your spot? Just kidding. I'll put in a good word with Peter Gray for you. Yeah, I'm not auditioning again. I'm I'm not auditioning. He's just the headliner with an album now, so the. Yeah, I'm all dude. Career's over. Well, is it the worst? One of the worst feelings in comedy, watching someone you don't like kill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, every time I see Casey do well, <laughs> right? Just, doesn't it just burn you inside? You're like, I've got nine good jokes, and this does. motherfucker, along with seeing someone you don't like in comedy, bomb. Especially if it happens right after you did well. I can't get enough of That's that. That's great. I can't get enough. But when you, and I don't even mean personally, personally also. Like, if you personally dislike them, it's hard to, but I just mean like something, whatever. You think it's hacky, you think it's corny, and they're fucking murdering. Oh, and then, And you're like, if you haven't gone up yet, you're like, I don't even want this crowd to like me. Is this yeah. because you listen to my album? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank I, you for listening. First of all, <laughs> just the first track. Just the first track. Your opinion. <laughs> I only listened to that first track. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I listened to it, and I would not call it killing, but uh, I'm just kidding. I gave you. Thanks. I'm <laughs> just kidding. It's wow. great. Great album. Great album. Um, it's you recorded it in Oklahoma City. Yeah, Oklahoma City with uh, reduced capacity, so like fifty percent capacity. Oh, now he's making excuses for that. I thought it and, sounded uh, good, Josh. It sounded it did good. It sound good. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't going to be sold out regardless. It sounded I like at least sixty-five percent capacity. Fifty percent capacity there is like, uh, like hundred and fifty. That's, like, that's good. That's enough. I got like hundred yeah. people in there. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, The only thing was, it wasn't sold out. You know, but 
100 people, but it was spread out because of COVID. And yeah, so it's right. hard to mic up a spread out crowd. Um, well, I think one... But, uh, it turned out all right. One thing, so you it's funny because I've had, I had a small hand in your album, uh, your mm-hmm. last album. Jo- so Josh did his album in, this is going to hurt your feelings, one show. Yeah. You did your album in like three different weekends. Oh, I did it in one show like 12 times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in both cases, so yours was I had like just freshly had, or my wife had a baby. And so I wasn't going to hecklers in Victoria. Sure. Uh, and or whatever. So I gave you just like a bag of mics, basically. Yeah. And you did all the recording. Right. I think we ended up the tracks that we used were like the mic and then like your cell phone and then like one other yeah. of the mics. Well, the cell phone did have a mic on it. <laughs> oh, that helps because he's he oh, goes, it had the, it had the shirt. I compared mine yeah. when, I was, when I was editing mine. I compared it to yours a lot because Casey goes, uh, I helped Gabe a little bit. Uh, he did a lot of uh, audio from his phone, and that really helped. And I was like, "Oh, cool!" So I recorded on my phone. When I was editing, I was like, mm, "My phone sounds like shit." <laughs> well, you had think, a mic on that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I had a mic. I yeah, think yeah. as a backup plan, it's always good to have more sources because you had how many mics did you have hooked up for the audience? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. Oh, that's awesome. Seven. Oh, that's I had seven mics. That's that great. might be more than than Gabe had. On yeah, his. and we didn't. Use I had a lot to, of I had to spread it out, man. It was like. I even had to buy and return the next day. Oh, I had nice. to buy and return a 100-foot XLR cable from, oh, uh, wow. from what's guitar it called? Center? Uh, yeah, Guitar Center. And, uh, yeah, because it was just so spread out. But I didn't even use one of the mics either. It was came out terrible. And I was like, oh, thank God that I had extra ones. Cause oh, yeah, those are my mics too, dude. Those one of them, yeah. yeah. You had two mics that you let me borrow, and one of them just wasn't working. Uh, yeah, I got to figure that out. That's why I was but, hoping uh, you would bring them today. But. Yeah. We're just taking beef from off the podcast onto the podcast that I'm <laughs> beef. Uh, it's what's for the podcast. So, the, my other question, because I, I also know who you guys both had open for you, and neither one is a clean comic. Did yeah. you put any consideration into how it would affect your album? Either of you? I did, uh, and I like to do dirty jokes. I'm, I'm cleaner than my uh, my opener was Adam Lucky, mm-hmm. and he's uh, former comic now in yeah. Austin, Texas. Yeah. He's got a lot less experience than most people than you know somebody you would want to usually open for you, I guess, on an album. But um, I just like his energy. It's a very like monotone energy, and it's edgy and it's dirty. And I wanted that before me. And then the host was a trans comic. She's a veteran, and I was like, that's awesome. I wanted to put a lady on the show. And then I I heard that that she was like the one that was killing it. And I was like, and then I heard she was a veteran. I was like, oh dope. I want a veteran on the show. Uh, so she went first, and she did a lot of trans material. And the crowd was really receptive of that. And I was like, oh, that's, that's great. Um, that's great that they're receptive of that. And then I was like, here's Adam. It's kind of a polar opposite. And they're really receptive to that. And that, like, I like to watch the crowd before I do my show. Because sure. I like to, you know, see what the fuck I have to, if I have to change anything or whatever. And I don't want the fucking squeaky clean people in front of me to be like, because then I have no idea what I can go off of. Yeah. yeah and I, I don't mind someone taking a few fucks or a few... I don't know. Adam does incest jokes. I don't do incest jokes, so it's not like he's stealing anything from me. But I like to, I, and I like to kind of have like a little. It's like kind of a cal, uh, a palate cleanser. Yeah. In, in my opinion, is because I'm a little bit cleaner, but still really weird and dirty at some point. So I, I, I did it on purpose. I prefer my openers to be a little dirtier than me. Uh, I mean, I don't think about it that much if they're super clean. Am fine. I dirtier than you? No, that's actually yeah. interesting because I've opened for you a decent amount. What's that joke about eating ass that you do? Yeah. I do a joke about eating yeah. ass that's dirty, but I don't yeah. do that all the time. No. Uh, I don't 
I don't think you're dirtier than me, but I think you have some harder topics than me. Oh, that might be true. Like yeah. you talk about race. You talk yeah. about like everyone wants the to talk about ass eating. Yeah. Um, but it, it, the the I kind of like knowing that. Oh, if the crowd was okay with that, then I'll be fine. Right. That, yeah. That sort of feeling. Yeah. I love that. On that the particular week I recorded, I wasn't thinking about it, but it. It's actually Luke Severide, and he actually helped me put set the mics up sure. and run to the board and all that shit. But like, he has a joke about crows, and I have a joke about I'm getting old enough. I'm gonna start caring about birds, <laughs> and it's like my joke still worked, but like it definitely didn't work as well as it normally does right. because he kind of you know what I mean. It was like the second dude talking about birds, right? And it uh, joke's pretty long and pretty good. So they kind of got yeah, yeah yeah so it was like there are little things like that I'm like ah oh, okay but again it's not like you listen and go like that joke didn't work you don't know just in my head I'm like well sometimes that's an applause break but, yeah you know what I mean like, <laughs> well usually you should say you should say it out loud to them crowds love that when comedians do that <laughs> I think it, actually that's funny you say the thing about being I've never thought of it that way the like like you're gonna stretch the limits of the audience like I'm gonna really strain the limits of what's like the dirtiest they'll take. And if you come in any less dirty than that, yeah. you know you're not going to offend them. Yeah, I, I, I do think of that in general. But again, I've also had um, squeaky clean people open for me. What's that kid? Oh, oh nice uh, Lutheran think, boy. Oh, uh, is it uh, Sam Ellison? Sam, Ellison. Sam yeah, I yeah. fucking love yeah. Sam. And he couldn't be cleaner. Yeah. And I, I, I have no problem following him either. It's not like I'm like, oh, I'm going to seem so dirty. Uh, yeah. Maybe to his Sam's mom or something, <laughs> but but you know, but, so I don't think about that much. But in general, I would I would say I like the person before me to be a little dirtier, uh, especially usually corporate shows. It's just one person, but if it's a corporate show and the guy before me or girl is like really pushing the line, I'm like, thank God, because yeah. now I can go PG thirteen. You're a breath of fresh air. Yeah, 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 yeah. In yeah, a way, yeah, exactly. That's whatever, actually whatever my... weird stuff you're gonna say. Yeah. My favorite thing about middling and not uh, emceeing is you're just like, oh, these people laugh. You know, like, I'm like, yeah, yeah I know they laugh. Because you, you go out and, like, uh, uh, it's way the anxiety about going first or the anxiety about not going after somebody is that you're like, oh, they're going to fucking hate me. Oh, I have no yeah. idea what they're going to yeah, think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have no idea what they're, what they're into. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you hear a couple laughs and you're like, oh, okay, these people respond to humor. And then every once in a while... You're like, okay, that's enough. Because you know what I mean? When, they, yeah. when the person's just murdering in front of you, you're like, I think you made your point. <laughs> can we light, let's light him, let's can, light you, him. can you light him now? <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, when you were, so your move, I think, Gabe's move is to like record a lot of shows. I mean, I, that ended up being the way you did it this time yeah. on accident. But you were going to record multiple shows anyway. I was. At any point, are you like on stage? And I'm curious about if you felt this. What if you ever had any doubt while you were on stage that this is the album? Like this is gonna be the album. Well, for me, it's, it's an easy answer. The whole fucking time, because oh really? I don't know how it's recording. I don't record every show, and like I don't record every show I'm doing. And I'm not. It's not like a brag. Like yeah, I did it one show. Ha <laughs> Me look at me. Yeah. No, it's because I only got one fucking show. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't given a whole weekend. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, mean, I had a weekend before that at a smaller comedy club, the headline, and that was nice to run the hour there, but I only had the one show. So like the whole time it's nerve wracking. And there's some jokes that I know didn't hit as well. Like some of the jokes that, 
you know, that I thought like kind of gave me a boost in my career, like the Fat Tom Cruise bit, fucking really weak on the album, terrible. Yeah. The visual jokes, not that. It's just a few. There's a few jokes that just really I could consciously, if you're in the crowd, you wouldn't know. But me, I'm like, fuck, this sucks the whole you, time. You can talk. It's okay. Do you- oh shit. Okay. Well, we get we're, we're probably close to done anyway, so I'm glad that That's you answered first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, thanks. Do you want to just you want to step out and we'll finish it? Do you feel okay, or do you want to come back? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking feel it out. All hey, right. Thanks for letting me do this with you. Yeah. And Gabe and everything and very nice. I'm gonna put my mask on and walk out and take this phone call. All right. If I'm fired, I might be fired. <laughs> Um, if, I'm, if I'm fired, first thought is relief, and then. <laughs> so well now now that he's not here, let's fucking Jesus rip into Christ, it. we have an album, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? The one of the reasons I knew it wasn't going to be one show is because I'm. I was still doing some material from the previous album. Oh, And gotcha. so I knew, I couldn't just like, you know what I mean? I, just, I knew some cuts were going to have to be mm-hmm. made or like I couldn't, uh, if I did 50 minutes, whatever, 45 of that would be on the album. But I, I had an hour of material total. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's, that was really the reason that I knew it was going to be more than one show. Like, even right. if it was a great show, I'm like, this will be the base. This will be most of it. But I knew it couldn't be all of it. You always knew you were going to have to clip together two yeah. shows. Yeah, instead yeah, yeah, of, yeah, Okay. Yeah, yeah. But so like, I'm also curious if, so you did um, the weekend in at, uh, you did, a, so this is the, the lineage of that album being created was Laughs in Tucson. Yeah. Uh, Tacoma Comedy Club, uh-huh. Hecklers in Victoria, yeah. and then Spokane. Yeah. And I, how many of, so what's that, like probably like a total of 16 or 20 shows, something like that? Yeah, probably. How many of those shows were you like, do you think, and I know you didn't, you probably didn't keep a journal of this, but how many were you like, this is the album? Half. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes, you know, late, rowdy show. Right. It, you're like, well, maybe that audience interaction could somehow make it on the album, but it was like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. that's not the best version of this bit or whatever. Right. Um, it, in Victoria, I didn't get to hear it till we were all the way done, so I didn't, I didn't have the feeling of that was the album because I didn't know what it was going to sound like, but I was hoping. Yeah. Because it's just a small, tight room. and. Well, and the stuff that you showed me, yeah, it sounded fantastic it in was, that room. Yeah. It's a nice, I really... I mean, I really think a, a packed, remember packed rooms? Yeah, oh boy. A packed time. small room, just the audio and the feel of that for audio specifically yeah. is, I think, um, the best. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I would, even if whatever, a famous comedian, I, I wish they all put out their albums from a comedy club. I don't want to yeah. hear your theater audio. <laughs> I know I, that's actually that's one of the cool things about the like YouTube specials that are coming out is like Joe List. Yeah, uh, he put out one at the Comedy Cellar, which seats I think like 120 maybe. It's great, and it's you're yeah. on top of each other. Yep. It probably seats 80, and they cram 120. Yeah, in yeah, there, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, it's just the and the that one's 
also like there's got to be limited places to shoot in there yeah. so you're really like in the audience like the camera is in the audience pretty right. much and that's like i mean i don't know if people care about that or if they even notice they don't notice that's why they like it but they like it because it feels like you're there yeah i don't think that an average watcher is going to think oh this is so intimate and live mm-hmm. feeling but i do think it goes into like just the general like that was really good feeling because it it, it, it is um it is just so different than uh i mean david tell one of my favorites he had a, he had a special that was in a theater and it was like he's talked about how it was like a mistake yeah you know because it's especially him yeah uh this particular style but it, it's um I mean, that's hard. I don't know if you're famous enough that you're like, oh, there's 2,500 people in this beautiful theater. Of course, you're like, I should shoot my special here. Right. But I do, I do think, um, I don't know. I think I've even heard you talk about this where it's like, I mean, a one or two camera shoot at a comedy club, it doesn't look as good as an HBO special or something. But I don't, I, because of the internet, I think people don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, the, we, it's funny, Josh and I were just talking about this before the the podcast, which is uh, Zoltan Cassis, friend of all of us, I presume. Yeah. Uh, he recorded an album and happened to have a camera rolling. I don't think he ever intended for it to be a special. Yeah. And then he released it, and now it has over a million views. That's great. And it's one camera. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's like, as long as the... It's not like a shitty camera. It's a clear picture. It's... Uh, full body. It's um, and you know also he had a good set that he didn't need to edit hard. Yeah, on the, that's like a big thing too, right? Yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. One of the advantages of having two cameras is if you have to switch from show to right. show, you can make the edit a little softer than if mm-hmm. you're uh, on one camera. Um, yeah, so that's like that's kind of been a liberating thing in my mind is to go like, I mean, I, my intention is to record something when the when i record the first thing that i record with the intention of release is to put it out as free as possible and not sell it at all like just streaming services youtube right. whatever never just because it's like at my stage i your 10 bucks are worth less to me than just continuing to watch and show your friends sure. and shit like that um and nobody's making life-changing money off of an album these days no anyway i mean the the life it's not life changing to the people who make a lot of money from streaming because they make a lot of money in other places. Right. But it's, uh, it's. I mean, just a little uh, uh, inside baseball. I've a number one, number one comedy album on iTunes for yes. whatever, twenty four hours or some shit. Um, thirty eight, thirty eight albums is what I have sold. And that was, not only was it number one for like a day, it was like top 10 for like two or three days. Right. So like whatever you see, you go to the iTunes album thing and whatever, it's usually Jim Gaffigan or someone like that. He he probably sold 20 fucking iTunes albums that day. Yeah. You know, because that's not the main way people get albums anymore. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm, I got the screenshot, I get to put number one album on it. But when I, I'd never seen the numbers before. Because this one was not through a label, so I'd never got to see. And I was like, 38? 38 yeah. albums? That's it? Yeah. You know. Uh, so, yeah, the numbers are n- not what you would think they would be. You know? Right. Well, and that's like, I mean, I think that's kind of the, the idea to me is like anything to lower the barrier of entry, right? Like, so, um, I, 
uh, this is like I've never been able to do this in anything before in my life. Like I wanted to be a radio guy, uh-huh. and I could not afford to not have a job and be an intern. Yeah, but I can afford to do that with comedy, right? Like I sure. can't afford to kick the money down the the path, and so yeah, that's my intention. Is like anything that I put out. Maybe, maybe I would do like a pay what you want or whatever if people ask for it. But also, like you guys have both, or you said, and I think Josh thinks this about himself also, which is you don't even like the shit anymore that you make that you put out first. And like, yeah, uh, if you could probably go back and just well, I guess that that's kind of tough too because then it's like you want more people to listen to the thing you don't even like. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I should charge a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, maybe you need some barriers to access. <laughs> it's like the the Wu Tang album that Martin Shkreli yeah, exactly. bought. It's actually a million dollars. One album is a million dollars. Yeah, that's. Oh, look right. at our sweet baby boy is back. Um, did you get fired? Not yet. Nice. Back your shit up and go. <laughs> Um, too sad or too happy. That's how you know I'm fired. I'm uh, I'm gonna end it soon. Do you do you want to talk about your podcast? Ah, uh, not really. <laughs> you have a podcast <laughs> called Roastbusters. I do. It's a podcast called Roastbusters. There's no point to it. Uh, we just talk shit. Uh, me and Narn Van, another comedian from Seattle. We just uh, we talk shit. We have a guest on usually, and uh, we have a couple segments we do with them. Like, what's the widest thing you've ever done? We like to do what's the meanest thing anyone's ever said to you. What's the meanest thing you've said to somebody else? Because it is a podcast centered around roasting. That's what it is. We, we, we talk about roasting stuff, and we just talk shit, make puns, and make jokes all day. But uh, listen to it. It's on everywhere. Don't listen to the first track. I think, is Don't listen to the first track. <laughs> <laughs> it's all visual stuff. It's no good. It's a very visual podcast with no <laughs> with visual no, element. With no it. cameras. Yeah. Are, you, are you talking about, you have a couple things going on, Gabe. Are you talking about, the? you have a podcast called The Rutledges, yeah. but do you have, do, are you gonna willing to talk about the other one? Because I think you have a very cool idea. There's two that I know of. They're both books. What's, oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, it's, I have a children's book. For nice. adults, that's probably coming out in a month or two. I think I'm the, but uh, I also wrote, I wrote a book called "Happiness Isn't Funny: True Stories of a Road Comic," that I wrote in 2010 and 11. Mm-hmm. And so this in 2020, it had been 10 years. So I'm like, I'm gonna. Do, it was like a year in my life sort of journal. Right. And then so in 2020, I'm like, I'm gonna do that again, and it ended up being quite the year. Wow, what a book that's going to be. <laughs> um, so, but that's really, f- I mean, that's so far away from, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm punching it up and taking out all the sad shit I wrote over and over again. Uh, but. Is it called Sadness Isn't Funny either? Happiness <laughs> <laughs> doesn't exist. Uh, but the children's book, it's, I shouldn't even promote it because it's not out, but it's called, uh, it's called There's No Fucking Way You're Getting a Pony. <laughs> so, uh, it's like cute and profane so uh, but that's you know I'll, I'll annoy everyone when it comes out 